Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, got a lot of stuff to get to, uh, but uh, first I've got to, I, I got to start off. This is, um, I mean, it, it affects the the show to some degree um, in that uh, Mark Pellin was a regular guest uh, on the program. You may have heard a couple of the interviews that I've done with him, and I've known Mark Pellin for 20 years. Uh, he was a reporter at a local weekly publication at the time in Charlotte here called um, the Rhinoceros Times, which is originally based out of Greensboro, if I recall correctly. And he helped launch their uh, their their edition, I guess, that was Charlotte-based. And uh, that's where I met him, and uh, he would cover the city council meetings and county commission meetings and such, and so I uh, would hang out while the city council would be in um, closed session usually. And so he, he and I were like the only two reporters that would stick around while the government uh, bodies were meeting in closed session. And he used to get into these arguments with the city attorney, Mac McCarley at the time, and uh, Mayor Pat McCrory and other members of council, the uh, city manager. He would get into these arguments with them that they're not allowed to be adjourning from closed session and then sneaking out the back. They're supposed to come back out and adjourn the meeting. They're not supposed to be doing it from the closed session because that's what they would do. They would go into closed session. Everybody would leave the main chambers, right? They would go back behind closed doors. They would do whatever they're going to do, and then they would just all go out to their cars and and skedaddle. And at the time, this was uh, early 2000s, and because um, I believe the, the Rhino time started in 02, I want to say, so in 2001, the city had defeated its um, uh, voters, had defeated uh, a referendum to build a new arena. And then immediately uh, afterwards, well, 9-11 happens, and then there's a city council election. And immediately uh, upon winning a majority, the city council members start talking again about having another arena project move forward. Literally the night of the election, they start talking about that. And then they did it. And then a couple of years later, after they got it done, the members of the council that had done it got voted off. So that's where I met Mark. And um, unfortunately, uh, we got news this morning from Mark's wife, Tracy, that Mark, uh, Mark died a couple days ago, two days, uh, Tuesday morning. And uh, he was 59 years old. He was um, doing work for... A website called headlineusa.com. Uh, he was their uh, their night side editor. He had uh, taken that gig. I want to say about probably I don't know a year or two ago. Um, and his um, the editor of Headline USA, a fellow by the name of Ben Sellers, wrote a very nice piece about him. Headlineusa.com. Um, he says from very early on we realized. What a find we had on our hands to have secured during the pandemic for an on-site job opportunity, no less, 
a talented writer and editor who shared the same conservative values, a strong foundation in politics, a wonderful work ethic, and self-driven initiative. But above all, Pellin was a genuinely affable man who was so easygoing, it made being around him a joy. And I could tell you that like, his work ethic, um, and I guess that's why I, we, get, we got along, because we were both, we both have a very strong sense of a work ethic. I guess we can blame our parents for that. But, um, or credit them, as it were. Um, but affable as well. He would, uh, Mark, he had not just, not just a, he had not just an infectious laugh, but he would do this thing where he would furrow his brow at you. That was kind of like his resting face. Like he was always, he always seemed to be skeptical of you at all times. <laughs> then he would raise the one eyebrow up and, um, and then just bust out laughing. And it was, uh, and, a lot of things made him laugh. A lot of things made him laugh. Um, which you got to have when doing this gig. You got to have it when you're covering politics. You got to have a sense of humor on this stuff. Because if you don't laugh, you go crazy. You, you, you know, you cry. So a bit of his background, he was a graduate of App State. Um, he uh, worked a variety of local news and marketing positions in the Charlotte region. He used to work for the Leader, the old Charlotte Leader, the newspaper. Um, and then the Rhino Times, he did Pundit House um, as well. That was a website that launched. Uh, they launched right after I, or right around the time I uh, was let go, uh, and as John Hancock would call it, put on timeout for 10 years here at WBT. <laughs> and uh, I was doing the 9 to midnight shift. I had become a host. But I was only a host for two years. I was a reporter from you know 2000 through uh, 2008 or 2009 or whatever it was. So uh, that was where I met him, and uh, we, we you know we met at government meetings and such. But there was also uh, for folks who remember there was the uh, the Stratton child custody case, and this was a huge story that uh, Pellin. And his colleagues, Allison, I'm um, drawing a blank on her last name, but she um, she uh, she got hired on as a reporter for the Rhino Times. And I, along with the Rhino Times, we we led the coverage on this DSS story. Mecklenburg County had pursued a family uh, of 10. They had 10 kids and they uh, they traveled across county lines to take them and put them into foster care where they were subsequently abused. And we kept on that story for so long, I mean, to the point where we actually got uh, we actually got an opportunity for the family to get their kids back. But the uh, the guy, Jack Stratton, was so adamant uh, that he would not do anything uh, that he he uh, he submarined his own efforts. It was unfortunate, but that that prompted a whole lot of uh, review and uh, policy changes and such into Mecklenburg County's DSS operations at the time. This was 20 years ago. Um, so he was he was uh, part of that coverage. Um, in one of his gigs, he met his wife, Tracy. And uh, in 2002, he landed his uh, first editing position overseeing the Rhino Times. Uh, yeah, the, Rhino, the Rhinoceros Times. Um, and that is where I met him. Uh, ben Sellers goes on to say in this piece at HeadlineUSA.com, Although he never had the opportunity to witness the site reach its this site reach its full potential, Pellin believed in our mission and invested all he had into seeing it flourish as the evening editor, which he dubbed the Midnight Show. He always worked nights. 
I will tell you that he always like he as, uh, the entire time I knew him, he was working nights. Um, several of his articles had recently been featured on the nationally recognized site zerohedge.com. Outside of his work, it was clear he was a truly fun person to be around. I can tell you that for sure, and also a loving family man who doted on his wife Tracy, his daughter Olivia, his son Nathaniel, and his mother Barbara. He also is survived by a brother, David, and his extended family. Um, you can uh, go to DignityMemorial.com, but I will tell you there are no funeral arrangements made at this time for Mark. Um, I did see he's with, uh, the family has uh, they've, they've gotten with McEwen Funeral Home, and so I know that Tracy and the kids are going to be taken care of because McEwen uh, in Mint Hill, they're fantastic people there. Uh, they helped with uh, my wife's parents when they both passed away. They were from Mint Hill as well. Um, but there's also another element to this that I want to tell you about. It's just um, maybe some advice that I can offer you. All right. You may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while. And it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. So Mark Pellin was my friend, and uh, he was a journalist here in Charlotte for a long time. He did take a bit of a hiatus uh, while I was up in Asheville. Um, so I remember he would call up, and he was always he was always the one to keep in touch with me. Because uh, I will give you a, a piece of... Uh, information about myself a, a, a personal detail here is that uh, I'm a bit of an introvert and people think that's crazy but I, I sit in a room and I talk to walls I mean yes I take phone calls and I'll talk to guests and stuff like that but I do a lot of preparation so I I'm ready for the conversation but I'm perfectly content with a very small personal sphere of uh, acquaintances and friends I always have been um which is, I know, it's kind of like this, you know, I, I have a well and it gets filled and then it gets drained and uh, and then it's like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, hang out at home and watch C-SPAN. But um, he was always better at keeping in touch, keeping us in touch. Um, so he and his wife just moved into a new house they were building in Mint Hill. Uh, we had, uh, when we got back to town, uh you know, he, you know, made a point to make a reservation, get us all to go out to dinner a couple times. Um, so we had we had uh, reconnected once Christy and I returned in 21. And um, they were building the house. We actually went over to their house before they had moved in. The house was still like it had just gotten completed. So we did like we were in the neighborhood. So we showed up and we did a walkthrough of their house 
nobody was there, but you know, nothing was. They had, nobody had moved in. They hadn't closed on. But we walked through the house, and um, so I told him that we were there. Um, and he asked me to leave a bottle of Jameson in the master bedroom closet um, because there was a story that I had told him about. Uh, some of the construction workers had crushed up some empty beer cans and uh, put them in our walls, but we found them and before they got closed up. And so he makes the joke, you know, make sure you leave some, uh, some Jameson in there. And so I asked him at one point, yeah, all right, so you all moved in yet um, to the house? And he said, yeah, um, that it, he said it physically hobbled me, damn near ended in divorce, but it's all good. <laughs> Let's get, and I said, yeah, I totally get it. Uh, sounds like all of our moves uh, that Christy and I have had. Um, and he said, let's get together and you can hear all the horrific details. Um, and I said, yep, sounds uh, sounds good. I'll get with Christy for some dates. And um, and then it didn't happen. And we didn't have dinner. And I have profound regret. So... If you've got somebody in your life that, you know, you would like to touch base with and you just haven't done it, do it. You know, do it today. Send them a message. Make a phone call. Um, this life is short. We're here for a brief time. I know, you know, Mark left his mark. He made a difference. I know that. So he'll be missed. I'll miss him. I know the folks over at uh, Headline USA will miss him, his family, obviously. I'll uh, I'll give you uh, the funeral information when I can, when I know what it is. It hasn't been decided yet, but I know it's going to be with the McEwen Funeral Home in Mint Hill. Uh, like I said, they're they're good people over there, so I know that uh, they'll be taken care of. But uh, Mark Pellin, rest in peace. If you'd like to weigh in on any of the topics here, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. Um, hang on a second. I just got to make a call real quick. This is, hang on, let me Thank see. Thank you for calling Truist. We apologize as our credit card activation system is currently unavailable. Oh. Please continue to use your existing credit card. When the system is updated, we will post messages on Truist online and mobile banking. Okay. Additionally, we will send an email to your address on file. Yeah. You may disconnect or stay on the line if you have questions about this topic. Yeah. Why would I have questions about the topic? Because, by the way, you guys shut down my existing credit card, too. Yeah. In case you're not aware, Truist has an absolute Charlie Foxtrot going on right now. It's not even, it's barely across anybody's radar. WCNC uh, locally did the story, and I'm not aware of anybody else picking up on this yet. And... I am personally affected, so that's why it's newsworthy for everybody else. Um, <laughs> no, no, I think it's, um, I have no idea the extent uh, of this problem, but it's obviously a big problem. I've seen people on social media, uh, one particular person last night was like, hey, um, we're traveling overseas and our credit card doesn't work. They just shut them all down. So a couple weeks ago, I get a phone call from Truist, formerly BB&T. That's who we originally signed up with, by the way. It was BB&T. And then 
what was a SunTrust bought them or they merged, right? Then they came up with this new name and then they got mocked for it because it was obviously like developed by some like Brooklyn hipsters, you know, in an ad agency or something. Anyway, the uh, Truist folks call me up and uh, they say, hey, uh, we got to change your uh, credit cards. I said, oh, okay, well, we... We just got some new credit cards. Why do we get? Why, why do we have to change the credit card? And they're like, "Well, uh, it's just uh, we're we're redoing all of the systems, and it's a new uh, uh, a new way that they're uh, they're doing like people with joint accounts kind of thing. So instead of the same number for each account, I think they're going to give different numbers for the accounts or whatever. And so, and but it was weird because the guy calls me and then starts asking me for information to confirm it's me. And I said, I'm not telling you anything what are you talking about are do you, are you not aware of security measures why would you call me and ask to confirm that it's me you called me you know it's me right you've got my number on file so you called me so why don't you prove that you know who i am before i tell you anything <laughs> that's what i said to him and uh and so finally he understood. So then he gave some, he gave me some qualifying information. Cause at first he's like, Oh, well this is, you know, John Smith, the truest, whatever. I'm like, that means nothing to me. What like, you could make up a name. How would I know? You think I'm going to like track you down and find out you're not the real person, whatever later on after you've robbed me, like, give me a break. So we finally figure out that, okay, he is actually from the bank and he's telling me that, we're going to be sending you some new credit cards. I said, we don't need new credit cards. He said, we're sending them anyway. Okay. All right. And you're going to have to activate them. Okay. We've done this many times in the past. Fine. We'll reactivate the card. Yeah. Okay. Great. So we get the cards in the mail and it says you have to activate them on the 18th, which was uh, three days ago. You have to activate them after 12 noon on the 18th. And we said, and so after 12 noon on the 18th, I go to activate the cards, and that's the message I got, and I'm still getting it. I went to the website. I went to the app, the mobile app. I interacted with one of their supposedly not AI but totally real people on the cons- on the customer service side chat box thing where they said, uh, yeah, uh, just keep using your old credit cards. Like, hey, morons, I can't keep using my credit card because you canceled it. You guys shut down. Think about this. Truist shut down everybody's credit cards and then told everybody to activate at the same time. And their activation system is FUBAR. Their activation system doesn't work. So what of the people who, that's their only credit card. I have other credit cards. And I might have another bank soon. But I, we, we've got other credit cards that we use, and we use credit cards, by the way, and I advise others to do this as well because uh, they care a little bit more about their money than yours if you get you know hacked or your identity gets compromised, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you've got, uh, you got a, a, another built-in layer of protection there in that they will shut down. They're very good about shutting down uh, uh, suspect charges. And if somebody does get your stuff and they run some – uh, some charges against your credit card. You're not responsible for that stuff because it it's a credit card. But if they get access to your bank account, your debit card, they can drain the whole thing, right? So 
that's what, it's another layer of protection. Plus, you earn points. You know, you get some uh, cash back <laughs> when you're doing your bill pays and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Automatic bill pay. Guess what's about to get totally screwed up for all of these truest customers? The automatic bill pays that are set up. Yeah. So WCNC, to their credit, uh, NBC affiliate here, television station, uh, piece by Julia Kaufman. Again, this is the only one that I have seen report on this. Maybe Julia is a truest customer. <laughs> Maybe this has affected her, too. Um, and that's how she's aware of it. Many truest customers can't use their credit cards right now. The bank issued new credit cards around September 18th, but they cannot be activated. In addition, some customers are saying their current cards are getting declined. Ours was, by the way. Our cards were declined the other day. We tried to use them at dinner, and it got. We got. This was on the eight. It was Monday night. We met. My cousin came in. We met them for dinner. I went to pay our our bill. Got got declined. And then we were like, "Oh, we had to activate the new cards," and that was the first sign. Like, but why would they deactivate our existing ones? Because we said this at the dinner table. We were like, "Why would they deactivate the current card before we activate the new one?" I think something else is going on. I wasn't even at J6. I don't know why they're coming after me. But no, it's I don't think it I don't think that it might be. I don't know. Who knows these days? Have I been debanked? I don't know. Um I, this does not seem to be explainable. There's something else going on here. Why would you shut down everybody's credit cards? Tell them all to activate new ones not have either tested your system for the mass crush of people that are going to be doing it because you you because you sent them all out at the same time. You sent all the cards out, people then received the cards, you set a deadline uh, or a start time, right? Like a like a starter's pistol going off on at 12 noon or whatever it was on September 18th. So now you you know there's going to be this huge influx of people because you've shut down their cards. They have to activate the new ones. But why do that in the first place? Why wouldn't you just stagger it out and let people deactivate and then activate on their own? Why would you go through this kind of, uh, I would say, coordinated process? But it does not appear to be coordinated. Uh, Maybe there was an attempt at coordination, but it did not go very well. They say, so the only explanation so far is, quote, due to service disruptions, as the company works on system updates, we can't activate new credit cards. That's what the WCNC story says. Service disruptions. Service disruptions? System updates? Wait a minute. Are you telling me you guys were doing some system updates when you told everybody to activate their new cards after you deactivated everybody's cards? Are y'all stupid or something? Seriously. I, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I went with BB&T because of uh, Mr. Allison. You are no Mr. Allison. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply, food, water purifiers, lighting, 
tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you in Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? You know me, I'm not a conspiracy theory kind of a guy, but in a message from Kat, Pete, my guess, Truist had a massive data leak and are trying to cover their behinds without letting their customers know. The thought has crossed my mind. It did. The, the thought, that thought has crossed my mind. Why else would you do this, particularly do it the way you did it? Let's go get Jim on the program. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm hey, good. I What's up? Wanted, before I comment on the credit card situation, uh, that was a beautiful tribute to your friend. Oh, thanks. Uh, some, some great words. I know they were heartfelt, and I just wanted to you know, extend my deepest con- condolences to you and your family and, and the loss that you just had. Um, I mean, we, we could all tell how this, uh, this cuts deep for you, and appreciate you, you doing that. Well, uh, that uh, you're very nice. kind. Yeah, you're very kind. I've got the platform. I might as well say it to maybe get other people to act and, uh, you know, maybe uh, reach out to somebody that they haven't um, that they haven't reached out to that they should have and to, you know, don't yeah. put it off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, as far as the, the credit card situation goes, I, I just heard what you said about the data leak. I was actually going to mention that. But mm. one of the other things I thought about, total speculation on my part, I don't have any data to support this. But, it, it, you know, looking at maybe their cash reserves, are they having a cash issue? And is this done intentionally to try to basically extend it a couple of weeks so that, you know, they don't run into some more severe issues? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, as I said, I could, I could be totally wrong, but it kind of smells like that. Uh, you know, the, the, the data leak is probably, you know, uh, more plausible, but, uh, you know, I know nowadays that banks have certainly got themselves into situations where they do not have as much cash on hand. Yeah. As it, it depends on their business model. Well, and we recently but, uh, were, uh, were given a call and this could just be standard. It could just be coincidence or, or maybe not, but we were, uh, we were called up and they were like, Hey, you need to get money out of your money market, move it over into a CD, which means yeah. we can't touch it for, you know, a period of time. So yeah, I, which was su- which would support my theory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but so it's I, but I it is a sounder. Fin- not the case. Yeah, it's all it's a sounder financial move. Obviously, to to yeah, you get more of a return, and we don't need if just money that's sitting there. Then yeah, let's sit sit in a CD, make more interest. Absolutely, but yes, to this to your point, it's also money that we can't access now. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. That's great. Uh, Jim, I appreciate the call. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It makes it's now making me more worried. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the program. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim. How you doing, Pete? Hey, I'm good. Uh, we're having a little issues with the choice as well. The credit uh, has been degraded. My son purchased a truck about three months ago and threw them and got the loan. And the last three payments that he's made has bounced. And they do not have any idea what's going on. 
we have to go up there and actually going off his debit card off the bank that we we bank at, we've only got to loan through Truants for the truck itself. Mm. So they're bouncing the check, uh, the bouncing the payments, and then yesterday he received a $97 bill for something we have no idea for. For what? From Truist? Yes, sir. Weird. Weird. That's And you haven't been able to talk with anybody about it? Yeah, we've gone to the bank itself. That's the only way we. Can, that's the only way that we can actually pay the bill. Right. What do they say? Just walking. I think they're. I think they're about to go belly up. Oh no. Oh, hey, we go into the bank. We we. I've even told them to send us a bill, a paper bill, in the mail each month, so I can keep track of the uh, the statement, how much we paid, when we made our payments. Etc. And we still have not received one bill in the mail yet. So it's like we're sort of trying to trap him off and take his cub. Hmm. That's interesting, Tim. I hadn't heard that part of this either. I appreciate the call, man. I hope it works out. I mean, I hope you guys get it settled. I hope this doesn't. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um. This is from Lamb Shanks, who says, "I look. I don't make these names up." You guys make your names up. I don't do this. Lamb Shanks says, I hope your bank isn't using the company that did the Gaston Public Schools payroll system for their new credit card system either. Like that's okay. Yeah, that that would be bad. Um, Truist just announced $750 million in cuts. Maybe one of their outgoing employees sabotaged their system. <laughs> that's right. Um, Paid regarding names, changing their name to Truist is as stupid as Charlotte Metro Credit Union changing their name to Skyla. Really? I did not. Did they do that? Skyla? What the hell's a Skyla? Charlotte Metro Credit Union sounds much more like a professional banking company. Well, I you know what it is? I think part of it is, well, part of it is you're trying to attract this, the, the young hip generation, right? The, the millennials and younger. I guess millennials aren't hip anymore. They're not young either. So I guess the Gen Zs, right? And whatever's next after Gen Z. But um, what is it? No, it's not. Al- I'm not calling them an alpha. It's not happening. You don't get to re-loop it back like that. Um, plus Z isn't even a letter of the Greek alphabet, right? So we are saying Z. That's our, it would be Gen A. All right, I could do Gen A. Gen A. Gen A. That would make sense. That would totally make sense.